Hello and welcome to Let That Shit Grow podcast. This is Brooke and I'm your host. Today I'm going to talk about anxiety, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I have a very strong calling to just talk about anxiety today. It's been kind of on my mind, I don't know, last couple of weeks or so, just trying to take the time to recognize how far I've come. And for a lot of people, that's a really hard thing to do. A lot of times we just don't see the difference from where we were to where we are, or we don't take the time to recognize that. And so we always feel like we're stuck or stagnant in the same situations or not progressing as fast as we would like. But if you stop and really take a look back a little bit or enough to recognize that you will see that you have most likely came a pretty long way from where you were. Um, Anxiety is one of those things for me. Growing up as a kid, I don't recall really having anxiety about anything. Mine honestly didn't start until high school and after, and then it got worse as a young adult. And one of my main anxiety driven, or I guess you should say like triggers would be being in a vehicle. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this because I have found there is a lot, there's a lot of people I know that has this similar anxiety of, you know, being in a vehicle, maybe you have to be the driver, or maybe you have to be the passenger, or maybe you don't want to be in a vehicle at all. Maybe you don't want to travel at all. Um, Mine personally It started off, as long as I was driving, I was okay. I just did not want to be a passenger. And this, I think, started more um, in high school, but, like, it wasn't bad. Like, I could ride with my friends in their vehicles and stuff, and I was comfortable and everything. But if I got in a vehicle with someone I didn't really know, I would start to feel, like, this sense of worry. Then in college, it seemed to get significantly worse. I would be a passenger driver for my roommate at the time because she understood my anxiety and she had similar anxieties as me. So like I felt very comfortable with my roommate in college and just knowing if I needed her to like pull over or just stop for a second or let me out, she wouldn't judge me for that. So that helped me a lot. And then after her and I went our own ways and she got married and I settled down with my spouse and stuff, it kind of stopped because I really wasn't doing a whole lot anyway. I mean, if I was driving, it was either with him or by myself. I wasn't really traveling a lot um, at that point in my life. And I was just so busy working that I honestly don't remember really thinking about the anxiety. But I remember thinking like if someone told me something like last minute, that would start to like make me anxious about like if we were supposed to go somewhere that day. And then they wanted to add one more thing to it. And it wasn't a part of the plan. I would start to feel this sense of like panic in a way because that wasn't part of the original plan. So the change of that plan changing um, would have been a trigger for me back then as well. And then I had my first son and the control anxiety definitely magnified it came to the surface full blown. So like all those little triggers, all those little like feelings I had 
back then were now amplified um, because I had this little being and he depended on me so much. And I think the controlness of like needing con to control a vehicle or needing to control situations like got so extreme when I had him because I just like, I think it was like a protective stance in a way. Um, but he, then as a young adult, it got significantly worse. And I, th I think as a female having babies and your hormones, you know, changing every time you get pregnant after you have a baby, like when do our bodies actually like align to our original balance, I guess, you know, is kind of where I'm getting at because I feel like after each kid I had, it would be like a roller coaster ride with this feeling of like anxiety of control or if things changed or um, things weren't going as planned, I would feel this sense of panic. And I had a harder time controlling it. I was like losing my grip with it. Like I was allowing it to control me instead of managing it. Like I had been for so many years, it was now becoming part of my lifestyle. And if things weren't working out the way that they were intended to or to go as planned, I would start to find myself falling in trap of my anxiety and I would cancel plans or I would turn things down and say no, you know, because I didn't know about it in enough advance. Like it got so bad where I wouldn't do anything. If like one of my friends called me, we're like, Hey, we're going to go to the next town over and go get our nails done. Like here in the next hour, if you want to come, like I would say no because I felt like that was too much pressure and I needed more time to sit back and mentally prepare for my adventures for a day trip like that. And I look back now and it makes me so like disappointed that I fell victim to my, to my anxiety because I missed out on so many fun memories, opportunities, um, just, a journey itself because I wouldn't travel. I wouldn't do all these things. And if I did travel, I would be so fixated on how I was feeling internally, like with my anxiety and mentally and stuff. Cause it would make me physically sick. Like I'd physically be sick, um, when this stuff would happen, um, overtaking like over the counter medicine to, to try to counteract the anxiety um, sometimes I would get and stuff. So it wasn't good on my body, my organs and stuff either. But like, if I didn't take over the counter medicine to help with those symptoms, I definitely wouldn't be able to go. And so it was a process. It was a huge process of me trying to balance my life with kids and to be an individual myself. And then I now have this other being with me, my anxiety that had overtook my physical body, my, men my mental state, um, my experiences and everything. It was my main controller. It was forefront in the front of my mind from the time I woke up from the time I went to bed, I would even have nightmares about it. Um, it, I mean, it was just, it was an awful experience. And I remember one night I was taking a bath and I was so overwhelmed with the feeling of like, why am I in this situation? Like, why am I allowing this anxiety to control everything I do? Why am I so fixated on it? I can't do this anymore. Like this is the worst feeling ever. What life am I living? If I'm not living at all, I might as well just be a hermit and just stay home and, you know, 
be a sad shell of a person because that's literally what I was becoming. If it wasn't do or die, I wasn't going. And if I was going, I was not living in the moment. I was so paranoid and worried all the time. I was, I was just at this breaking point. Like I had hit rock bottom. Like I was so sick of living like that. And, um, I wish I could say like, that was the moment that the light switch went off and everything went to normal. And I saw the way I was supposed to be doing things again. And that's definitely not the case, but something in me at some point changed. And I don't know when it was, I can't put my finger on it, but I remember like knowing that I needed to do more. Like I need to travel. I need to see things, experience things like I don't know why, but I need to overcome this anxiety. Like it's not fair to my family. It's not fair to my kids and my future, you know, family and stuff. I want to live this ultimate life. And how am I ever going to live this ultimate, exciting, thrilling, adventurous life if I'm going to allow anxiety to be forefront in my head and be the controller of everyday life? And so the first thing I thought of, and I was scared to death, was to do, um, exposure therapy on myself by myself. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not a therapist that I'm just telling you guys my personal experience, but I went to a therapist one time and I personally didn't get anything out of that one experience. And I know that was one experience I had with one person, but it's hard to get into a therapist, right? Like a lot of times you make an appointment, it's like, okay, they can see you in like three months. It's like three months, you know, and then that three months comes along and you, you know, have, I have three kids. So who knows, one of them might be sick. One of them might have something that I need to be at, you know? So I hated that feeling of like waiting three more months and stuff. So I just went to that one appointment. I waited three months to get in for that. Got there. My therapist was late, like an hour and a half late. Um, it was super early in the morning and just the, and I had the mentality at that point in my life where I had set expectations way too high. I was setting expectations for everything back then. So when it was all said and done, I felt almost worse in a way because I had set my expectations a certain way. And when it didn't go that way, I was disappointed. So I stopped. I didn't go back to therapy again after that day. And I remember I just sat with myself. I'm like, what, how am I going to do this? It, you know, and that's the thing. Like I knew in my head that if I went to a therapist, that's fine. And it might help, but the therapist isn't going to be the one to take this away. Honest. I mean, honestly, like they can give you tips, they can give you medicine, they can do all these things. But the only way I was going to overcome this controlness and fear of the unknown and all these things is if I exposed myself to it and faced it myself and actually did it myself. Like I knew no one was coming to save me. I knew no one was coming to change and take this away from me. The only way it was going to go away is if I allowed it to go away and it was on me. And I was at that point, like of knowing like this bullshit is your bullshit. No one is going to fix this except for you. No one is going to heal you except for you. And I started with exposing myself purpose purposely to my triggers. So I would start having my husband drive, you know, 20 minutes, like to the next town over, which I know sounds ridiculous, but to me that felt like a century, like going in a 20 mile radius outside of my home was like torture at the time. 
And I just remember telling him like, no, you drive. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. Like I have to figure this out and it's going to have to start with people that are comfortable, that I'm comfortable with and understand how severe this is for me. So I started letting him drive as much as I could possibly physically tolerate it. And we have a golf cart and it even got so bad to where I had to drive the golf cart, even if we were in town, like I had to be the one controlling it. So when we would get on the golf cart, the kids would be like, you drive, you, you drive. I'll try to sit back here and relax, like, and overcome this and expose myself to it that way. Um, if things got put in my day that were not part of my day originally and it involved people outside of my home, I would normally just cancel it completely and not go like, no, I can't go. Didn't know about it. We have stuff going on. Can't make that work. Even if I could absolutely make it work, I just, the anxiety of fitting it in my day when it was originally part of my day seemed very unrealistic and too triggering for me. So when stuff like that would happen, I would do, and if it was manageable for me at the time mentally to take it on, I would just expose myself to it on purpose. And then I started finding like facing my fears and purposely putting myself in those situations it became easier. Things that were hard started to feel easier because that was the hardest thing I could do at that time. And because I overcome it, things started to seem a little bit more simple for me. And finally, I got to a place where I would try new things, even if I didn't, because I mean, it got so bad to where if I didn't know the route to the place, or if I didn't know the layout of the place, who was going to be there, it started to give me social anxiety. It led into social anxiety. And if I didn't know who was going to be there and stuff, I would get so amped out in my head. Like I would be in overdrive, just so anxious about the, what experience I was going to have and trying to prepare for it and, you know, needing to know every little detail. So I finally got to a point where I was able to start experiencing things with people without having the expectations of who was going to be there and needing to know everything. I started trying to be more mindful. Like right now I'm getting in the vehicle, getting in the seat, and we are going to go to this place. Now, with that being said, I still have not mastered the fact of being a passenger rider to other people that are outside of my household. So like if my husband's driving, I'm fine. But if like, one of my girlfriends called me up and said, Hey, let's drive three hours away. I'm driving you be a passenger. I would probably have anxiety with that. And honestly, I probably need to purposely expose myself to a situation like that. So that way I can overcome it. But my friends and I took a trip three hours away a couple of months ago to go to a bunch of vineyards. And we had a bus take us to all the vineyards that day, you know, to be safe and not drink and drive and all of that. And when we did this, I low-key wanted to freak out knowing that we were not going to be in a vehicle that I was controlling because um, I had drove there by myself. So I drove three hours there by myself and it was totally fine. No anxiety. It's just because I was by myself. Um, but the next day I knew I was going to be in a van or a bus, I guess, of someone driving that I didn't know. And I didn't know the route. I didn't know how long we were going to be on this bus. I knew it was probably going to be for most of the day. And that to me sounded like the worst vacation, like getaway I could possibly do. But I knew I needed to do it. I knew that that was my next step as far as 
making that trigger happen and fighting through it and facing my fear head on with that would be a huge success for me. If I could get through a day of being on a bus as a rider all day long on a route, I knew nothing about going to all these places. I knew nothing about, um, and I was very fortunate to be surrounded by people who were super understanding and aware of it. Like I remember at one point when my friends are like, are you okay? And it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm totally fine. I'm not even like worried. I'm not even putting out there in the universe that this is an issue for me. I'm overcoming this. It's not a problem. Like I was being in a state of like, what are you talking about? You know, because I almost wanted it to be like non-existent. Like we don't need to talk about my anxiety. Like I don't have anxiety. I had to put that, um, mentality out there. So I wouldn't feel easily triggered. Like, oh yeah, I have anxiety about this. I need to like resort back. And I did it. You guys, like I rode on this bus and it took all day up until the evening to be on it. Went to all these beautiful vineyards and had all these amazing experiences with my friends and stuff and good conversations. And when we got back to our house, I remember just like, wow, like thinking, who are you right now? And just wanting to give myself a pat on the back because I never would have thought in a million years, I would have been able to do something like that and not have panic the whole time, but I was able to enjoy the entire experience. Not one time did my anxiety come up about being a writer on the bus that I can recall, honest to God. And if it did, I was shutting it down super fast to where it wasn't even a main thought in my head. <clears throat> so once I overcome that, I realized like, oh my gosh, like I've come a very long way and I did the work, like I did this and I'm so proud of myself. And I was giving myself credit and gratitude for it because I'm really bad at taking compliments or like being the center of any, t any type of attention. Like it really does bother me. Like I don't like all eyes on me kind of thing as weird as that may sound with the podcast and everything, but I'm also hiding behind a mic. Like I have a hard time like putting myself out there visually. So I recognize that this is an issue for me. So what do I do? I make plans to lead a women's circle where all eyes will have to be on me because I'm the one leading the circle. So now I'm overcoming and exposing myself purposely to that anxiety of everyone staring at me, everyone looking to me, everyone looking at me for something or just because they, because I am the center of that conversation, you know, so putting myself in that situation is going to expose me in ways that would normally trigger me, but I'm looking forward to the experience because I know I can overcome it and I have to put myself in that situation so I can show myself, see, you did it, you overcome it. You're, you have no reason to feel anxious anymore about having people look at you or talk to you directly. Like I, I, that social anxiety still sits within me and I can feel it. Like if I start to think like, um, leading a group of people or something like that doesn't bother me, but if I were to turn on my live on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, TikTok or something like that, I would get major anxiety right now. Like that would give me anxiety because I know there's people watching that and probably judging it and not judging it. Like, and I worry about the people who are watching me. I'm not worried about me as a person and what I look like on camera, what I'm saying. I'm worried about what the viewers are viewing and, and what 
um, they're thinking about me and I need to overcome this fear of what others think about me in order to do what I need to do with this life and my purpose. And so I'm able to recognize what I need to still work on. It's not in a vehicle anymore. It's not traveling anymore. It is exposing myself, you know, virtually, like visually, um, in person. So I'm really looking forward to leading my first woman's circle and I'm excited about it. But I also know this is something that could creep up in the back of my mind. Like everyone's looking at you. Are you going to freeze? That kind of makes me a little bit nervous, but I know that I am looking forward to it so much. And I have so much joy, you know, spreading awareness and just helping people feel more grounded and stuff. So I'm looking forward to the experience and I'm not even thinking about the old ways that I would typically be at and be thinking, I just know I need to put myself through that to show myself because I'm a visual learner. I can't just hear it. I have to hear it and see it as well. So I have to show myself. So I have to show myself that I can conquer these anxieties, even though I know it's not really an anxiety anymore. I have to show myself that I have to actually do it so I can see that I'm not anxiety driven anymore, if that makes any sense. So that's my next step is that one. And then, um, Eventually, like I do these interviews with people on my podcast and you can share it as a visual thing or you can share it as just an audio. And I always share mine just as an audio. I get nervous thinking people are going to be looking at me on camera and stuff. And like, I don't know why I just don't like that feeling. So I do recognize that my next step after leading a women's circle would be putting myself out there visually in some way if that's if I'm wanting to do what I'm doing like I have to do that like I have to put myself out there and I can't worry about what other people think and um I think in my last interview I did we were talking about this of some sort like the fear of putting yourself out there and then he said I think it was was said he's like they already judge you anyway you already have people judging you anyway so you might as well get judged for being yourself rather than not being yourself. So it's like, okay, yeah, that makes complete sense. And I need to practice this. I need to practice being my authentic self all the time because it is hard. You, you know who you are, but then like, do you guys find yourself though, even though you know who you know, who you are, maybe when you get around certain people, you kind of revert back to your old self to feel balanced again in that moment. And then See, I have issues with that sometimes, honestly. Like, I think I still struggle with staying in full alignment with who I am and my authentic, my authentic self. And so I'm aware of this and I'm practicing every day, like, to do better and to stay in alignment with myself and not to, like, take 10 steps back in a moment to feel balanced with someone I'm having a conversation with. I need to stay in my alignment because no matter what, that person I'm having a conversation with or that experience I'm having, the judgment's going to come regardless. So I don't want to waste my time being judged for something that I'm not because I think that's who I need to be. I'd rather be judged for just being myself. And if we can all just come to this awareness of like the possibilities are endless when you're in your authenticity, like authentic self and that it doesn't matter if people judge you or whatever, if they're not part of your day-to-day -day life, if they're on, not on your life path, then who cares? Like maybe it's just like an outside extra friend from your original, like your circle of friend group. Maybe it's someone outside of that, that you're like 
oh, okay, they're viewing this. What are they thinking? Because you don't know them as well. But you will never know what they're truly thinking. And if they do give you some type of ill wishes or ill feelings um, directly, then like ignore them. Like who cares? They don't live with you. They're not you. They're not living your life. So who cares? And I, I remind myself every time, like I start to get in this rut of worrying about what other people think. It's like, but who cares? Like, this is your life. This is your life that you're living. That's their life that they're living. And in 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 10 hours, they're going to be judging somebody else. And then you're going to be in this hermit mode because you're so worried about what they think about you, but they've already moved on to 10 other people that they've judged since to you. They, they're not even fixated on you anymore. And you're, you're in this hermit mode and you're betraying your authentic self and you're betraying your life purpose because you're scared of what one other person or two other people may think about you. And they've already forgot about you and what it is that they were judging you about in a moment of time. So if you are working towards your overcoming your anxiety, your mental awareness, I would suggest really zoning in on being mindful. I have found that that has helped me tremendously. Like, um, a perfect little practice and it's going to sound ridiculous and you guys are probably going to blow me off with this, but I'm serious. If you have anxiety of being in a vehicle and maybe you have kids play, I spy, play, I spy, or, I see a color you can't see and the color is, you know, do stuff like that. Or if you're in a place and you're starting to feel panic, maybe you have social anxiety, play by yourself in your mind. Say, uh, you know, I spy my little eye person wearing blue and look for a person wearing blue. I spy, you know, and just keep going until finally next thing you know, your anxiety is gone. That that panic is now gone and you can get up and continue on with your night. It's a practice. Start with something like that. Find things to fixate on in a moment in time of that present moment, because that is going to keep you in the present. You're not going to be worrying about what's to come, what had already happened. You need to be in the present moment. And I just want you guys right now to just close your eyes. If you can, obviously if you're driving, please leave your eyes open. I just want you guys to close your eyes right now, if you can. And I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. And I just want you guys to release all that tension, all that anxiety out your mouth now. And I want you guys to picture yourself on a bridge, midway on a bridge. There's water underneath the bridge flowing. You can hear the water. You can hear the birds flying overhead. You can hear sirens, cars driving by. And I want you to realize and turn around in that moment and recognize that the part of the bridge behind you is now gone. It has disappeared. That is your past. It is now gone. It's no longer here. It no longer exists. It's no longer part of your bridge. It's no longer part of your path. All you can see is everything in front of you. The future you cannot reach. Put your hands out in front of you in your mind's eye. That's as far as you need to worry about. That's as far as you need to think. Everything past arm's length, 
is out of your control and it doesn't exist yet. You haven't even made it to that point. That part of your life does not exist. It's not real. The only thing that's real and that exists in this moment is you standing with your arms out in front of you. And awareness of where you really need to be is right here, right now. And I want you to take another deep breath in with gratitude. And I just want you guys to think about all the things that you are grateful for in this moment right here, right now. And release out your mouth of everything that may be causing you tension and anxiety. I want you to open your eyes and start your day with this mentality of knowing right here, right now is all that matters. Everything in the path behind you is gone. It doesn't even exist. It has already happened. It doesn't exist anymore. It's no longer part of your path. Everything in front of you hasn't happened yet. You can't even get there. It doesn't exist yet. All that exists is you right now listening to this episode. Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're laying down in bed. Right here, right now is all that exists. It's all that matters. And I promise you practicing this mindfulness of being here now is really going to help that anxiety feeling of what could be or what has been. And I hope that this helps you guys. And I hope this really brings you guys to a groundness feeling of everything is going to be okay because you have the power to make it okay. I appreciate you guys. I hope this has helped and I cannot wait to talk more and to introduce more people to you guys through my podcast. I just respect and appreciate everything you guys have done to support this podcast and to support me. And I am very grateful for that today. So that being said, I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.